Um, our scripture reading this morning is from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. And now from the New Testament, Luke 2, chapter, sorry, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. And in the same region there were shepherds, and out in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ, the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into the heavens, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told to them. The word of the Lord. morning. Thank you for having us again uh, this morning. And uh, My name is Jacob Jason and my wife Pei here. Um, we are so thankful for your prayers and support for REF International at Johns Hopkins. <clears throat> uh, after the worship service uh, during the Sunday school time, I'm also asked to do presentations giving you a ministry update, so I'll be showing you some pictures about what's going on in our ministry in this fall semester, uh, as well as the general information about RUF and RUF internationals. Uh, they will be during the Sunday school time. Uh, but now let's turn your Bible to Luke chapter 2. If you have your Bible open on Luke chapter 2, <clears throat> verse 8 to 20. Uh, we are almost at the end of the year now, and usually many people start thinking about their New Year's uh, resolutions. And perhaps some of you have decided what, what your New Year's resolutions will be. <clears throat> uh, do you know what the most common New Year's resolutions are? So here, here are the top five New Year's resolutions. Number one, exercise more. Number two, lose weight. Number three, eat more healthy food. And then number four, learn new skill or hobby. And number five, spend more time on personal well-being. So uh, how many of you have thought about having at least one of these resolutions? <clears throat> now, is there somewhere in the Bible where we can learn how to make a good and biblical New Year's resolutions? 
And the answer is in the scripture that we just read, Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 20. Here, um, in, in Israel at the time, shepherds were simple, ordinary, and poor people. And they lived their life with the animals every day. Uh, they were dirty, and they smelled so bad. They were also religiously unclean people, spiritually speaking, because they may touch the, the dead animals or the animal dropping. So they were not allowed to join the community to worship God together in the temple. They worked day and night, and they sweat a lot under the sun in an open field. And they get cold working in the night. So they were overworked, and they were underpaid. And they represented the lower class of the people of Israel. They had no power or influence in the society. They were basically nobody. And for them, life will never get better. Life was hard and gloomy. Every day was the same, day by day, week by week, month by month, and then year by year, just spending time with the animals. And they were not the kind of people who would make New Year's resolutions. But what does the story tell us about them? Is it true that their life will always be gloomy? Is there really no light at the end of tunnel for the shepherds? And the story tells us that one night, one special night, while the shepherds were watching the flock in the darkness of the night, suddenly an angel appeared to them and they got scared. They were filled with great fear. Now people don't see an angel and say, oh, hi, how are you? Let's take a selfie together. Now in the Bible, when, whenever an angel appears to someone, it brings a sudden shock to the person. It brings a feeling of uncertainty. What's gonna happen to me? Am I gonna die? Is this the time for me to be taken to see God, the holy God, and be counted accountable for all I have done in my life? What's gonna happen to me? That kind of feeling. Now the text here tells us that the glory of God suddenly shone around the shepherds in the darkness of night. If you are driving in the middle of nowhere in the night and suddenly there is a police helicopter above you with a big and bright spotlight shining at your car, now you will get scared. Your heartbeat starts rising and you wonder if you have done something wrong. Now this glory of God that shines around the shepherds is more than a bright spotlight. This is not a police helicopter or UFO. This is a flying angel with the glory of God lighting up the sky and the entire field. So the shepherds were filled with great fear. Not just fear, it's a great fear. In, in the Bible, the appearance of the glory of God always scares people. When Isaiah saw the glory of God, he said, Woo to me, I am a man of unclean lips. He thought he, it was the end of his life. And he, he was doomed before the holy God. The shepherds felt the same thing here. They were standing before the holy God and their uncleanness of their sins 
can cost them their lives immediately. And that is why their hearts were filled with great fear. But the story didn't end in their doom, for God saw their fear and gave them great comfort and great joy, much greater than their fear. The angel said to them here, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. In other words, the angel said, Do not be afraid. I do not come to harm you. I come to bring you good news, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Imagine if you were one of the shepherds, what was your thought listening to this news? How would you feel? Now, notice closely what the angels is saying here in verse 10. I come to you because I have good news for you. The angel is saying, I bring you good news. I do not come to harm you. I do not come to bring you bad news. I come to you because I have good news for you. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. For unto you the Savior is born. For unto you the Savior who is Christ the Lord is born. The Christ, the promised Savior, the Lord himself has been born for you. I bring you good news. God is fulfilling his promise to bring the Savior to save his people from sin and darkness. And the promised Savior whom you have been waiting for so long is now here. I bring you good news. How would you feel listening to this news from the angel if you were one of the shepherds? In Israel, there have been a lot of prophecies about the coming of the Lord's Savior. And the people of Israel have been waiting for so long, for thousands of years, since God himself gave the, the first revelations and prophecy of the coming Savior to Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Now, God has said to them in Genesis 3.15 that he will bring a Savior, a male offspring, and the woman who will defeat Satan. Moses and other prophets also gave prophecies about the coming Savior. And the people of Israel have been waiting for so long. And now the promised Savior has come. He has been born. The birth of the Savior Jesus is good news. So that's the first. The angel is saying, I bring you good news. Second, the angel is saying, the birth of Jesus is good news of great joy. The good news is good news of great joy. Not just good news, but good news of great joy. And not just joy, but great joy. You know, joy and, and happiness are different. Happiness is outward and depends on our pleasant circumstances. If you get a good Christmas present, you are happy. If you do not get a good Christmas present or do not get what you want, you are not happy. So we'll, we'll see that on Christmas Day, who is happy and who is not. But joy is different. Joy is inward and does not depend on circumstances. 
we can still have joy in our hearts even though we are facing difficult circumstances. Why? Because we have a personal and loving relationship with Jesus that brings great joy into our hearts. Jesus said in John 15, verse 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. So Jesus was born so that he can save us and give us his own joy. It is his own joy that Jesus gave to us. What kind of joy is Jesus' joy? Jesus' joy is a perfect joy that results from a perfect loving relationship with God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And when we have Jesus' joy in our hearts, that kind of perfect joy will make your joy full. And that is why the birth of Jesus is good news of great joy. Third one, the birth of Jesus is good news of great joy that will be for all the people. After Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, before he went to heaven, he gave us the great commissions to bring the gospel, the good news of great joy to people in all nations. And Jesus was born to save his people in all nations who live in the darkness of their sins. And Jesus came to this world to suffer and die for the punishment of our sins so that by believing in him, trusting and surrendering our life to him, people from all nations can receive forgiveness and salvation in him. Jesus came to save us from the slavery of sin and to deliver us out of darkness. He came to give us hope and a new life in him. And he came to restore our personal and loving relationship with God that will bring great joy into our hearts. So the birth of Jesus is good news of great joy that will be for all the people, for you and for me. So here are three life takeaways that I would like to give it to you that we can draw together from this story. The first one is hope in desperation, second, transforming peace, and then third, a vision of heaven. So hope in desperation, transforming peace, and a vision of heaven. The first one, hope in desperation. The story tells us that the angels appear to the shepherds in the night. There are two questions we can ask here. First, why did the angels appear to the shepherds? And then second, why did the angels appear to them in the night? So why did the angels appear to the shepherds? Shepherds were low-class, ordinary, and poor people. They were dirty, and they were religiously unclean. Now, some shepherds were also bad. They stole animals that belonged to other people. So they knew that they were sinners who deserved the judgment of God for the punishments of their sins. Many shepherds wanted to have a better life, but they could not. They had no other options. Being shepherds were all they could do. They were not educated people, and they were desperate, hoping something would happen to them and change their life. And they did their work tending the animals day by day, and it seemed nothing would change. 
Today's life is the same as yesterday's, and tomorrow's life will be the same as today's. Nothing will change. Why did the angels appear to them in the night? Why not during the day? Why in the night? Because the darkness of the night represents the darkness of the shepherd's life in particular, and it and the darkness of our lives in general. So the night represents the darkness of the shepherd's life in particular and the darkness of our life in general. The shepherd live in the darkness of their sin, and that is why they live in desperations and without hope. However, it was in their darkness condition that the grace of God came upon them and the glory of God shone around them and brightened their life. God changed their life. God brought them the hope that they desperately needed. God brought them the gospel to them. I bring you good news. That's what God said to them. And God gave them the gift of faith. The shepherds went and saw Jesus, the Savior, and even though Jesus was just a little tiny baby, they put their faith in him. So this is true faith in Christ. The shepherd trusted their life to Jesus now. True faith in Jesus Christ produced a new and a changed heart. The shepherds returned home with their hearts changed, a heart that has been saved by God's grace alone, through faith alone, and in Christ alone. And verse 20 tells us that they return glorifying and praising God. So it is not very hard to think what the shepherds did when they returned home. What did they tell their wife and children? What did they tell their neighbors and friends? The gospel, the good news of great joy. They went home with a new life and a new heart that had been changed by the grace of God. Now they live their life for the glory of Christ, sharing the gospel with others. So maybe some of you are like the shepherds. You live every day of your life in desperations and darkness. It seems that there is no hope for the future. Or maybe you do not have a purpose of living your life. Every day is just a routine of life. Today's life is the same as yesterday's life and tomorrow's life is not going to change either. Life seems gloomy. And I want to let you know that there is hope for you. Your life can be changed. The shepherds thought that there was no hope for their life. But what happened to them? God came to them. The glory of God shone around them. And God's grace was upon them. He brought them the good news of great joy, the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ. And the shepherds were amazed that God would come down to visit them who were sinners and unclean people. And they believed and they put their faith in Christ and their lives were changed forever. They never lived the same life anymore and they lived their life with great joy, the joy of Christ that has filled their hearts. And the same good news of great joy also comes to you today, the Savior Jesus, 
has been born for you. He is the hope of your life. He is your hope and your Lord. And just as he changed the shepherd life, he can change your life too. If you believe and put your faith in Christ, trusting and surrendering your life to him. Jesus wants to have a personal and loving relationship with you. If you will repent from your sins and turn your heart to him, believing in him and trusting your life to him, he will change your life and your life will never be the same anymore. He will fill your life with great joy, his own perfect joy. So open your heart for your savior, Jesus Christ, and let his glory shine around you. Let his grace come upon you. Second, transforming peace. In verse 14, the angels praising God and declaring glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The reason Jesus came to this world to us so that we may have peace with God. Now the text here doesn't talk about emotional peace or psychological peace or political peace between different political parties or even global peace between different countries, but spiritual and transforming peace, peace with God. Jesus was born as a man to suffer and die for the punishment of our sins and to satisfy the wrath and judgment of God upon our sins so that by believing in him and what he has done for us on the cross, we can be reconciled and made peace with God. The message of the gospel is the message of reconciliations. On the cross, Jesus lost his peace with God. Why? So that you can have peace with God. His loss is your gain. His sacrifice is our salvation. Now, what does it mean to have peace with God? It means that our sins are forgiven. It means that there is no more condemnation for us, for those who are in Christ Jesus. It means that we are redeemed and sealed. It means that we are united with Christ. It means that we have been justified and are now being sanctified and will be glorified when Christ returns. It means that we are adopted by God. We are God's holy children. We are a member of God's household and citizens of God's kingdom. And it means that we are heirs with Christ and whatever Jesus has, we have it all in our union with him. If Jesus has heaven, then heaven is also ours in our union with him. So having peace with God transforms our life. And once we have this peace, we cannot go back to the previous life. We have been spiritually born again and made new creations in Christ. The shepherds put their faith in the baby Jesus and they had peace with God. And God made them new creations in Christ. They had new life in Christ. They returned praising and glorifying God. They joyfully brought the good news of great joy to their family, to their friends, their co-workers and neighbors. 
So brothers and sisters, since we have been made peace with God, we need to be like the shepherds. Let us joyfully bring the gospel to our family, friends, co-workers, and the people around us. Tell them about the good news of great joy. Tell them about Jesus who has changed your life. Tell them your stories, your, your testimonies, your life with him. Tell them that they too can have peace with God if they come to Jesus. Third one, a vision of heaven. Shepherds were poor, very poor. If they were to live today in our time, they probably cannot afford a Chick-fil-A sandwich a day, and maybe just once a week, just one sandwich a week. They were very poor. I think they like to eat chicken sandwich than hamburger because the cows tell them to eat more chicken all the time. <laughs> so shepherds did not expect to have a better life. Life was gloomy, no goals, no New Year's resolutions. But the night in this story, the first Christmas, it changed their life completely. That night, the shepherds saw the angels and they saw the glory of God. But most importantly, they saw Jesus and they put their faith in him, even though Jesus was just a little baby. That night, Jesus became their Lord and Savior, and God gave them hope in the midst of their desperation. And God reconciled himself with them through their faith in Christ. And from that time on, they had a vision of heaven. They had a glimpse of heaven, and they knew that one day they will be in heaven with their Savior Jesus forever. And they lived the rest of their life with this vision, a vision of heaven. Questions we can ask ourselves is, do I live my life with a vision of heaven? Do you live your life with a vision of heaven? What was the shepherd's New Year's resolution? There was only one thing in their mind for their New Year's resolutions, which was to live for Christ and to bring the gospel, the good news of great joy, to as many people as they could. They still did what they did. They did not change their job. They, they still work as shepherds, but better shepherds working for their boss. They were still husbands and fathers, but better husbands and fathers for their wives and children. They were better friends and neighbors and co-workers. Why? Because they have visions of heaven. They became missional Christians. They lived their life for, for the glory of Christ and for his gospel. And that is their primary New Year's resolution. The top five New Year's resolutions, exercise more, lose weight, eat more healthy food, learn new skill or hobby, spend more time on personal well-being, they all have one thing in common. What is that? It's all about me. Now, they are good for us. They are fantastic goals. 
but it's all about me and not about him, not about Christ. So what about if we make our New Year's resolution is all about Christ who has sacrificed himself and died on the cross for the punishment of all our sins as our substitute? What about if we make Christ as the center of our New Year's, New Year's resolutions and not ourselves? What about if besides we pay more attention to our physical health, we also pay more attention to our spiritual health? Plan to, re to pray and to read the Bible daily. Plan to get involved in discipleship group in the church. Plan to serve in one of the ministries of the church. Plan to pray for the growth of the church, for the pastors, for the church leaders, for your elders and deacons and other ministry leaders, and for the ministries of the church, and for Christ's global missions to bring his gospel to people in all nations. The shepherds live the rest of their life with a vision of heaven. They knew that everything on earth was temporary. Their jobs, their struggles were temporary. Their homes on earth were temporary, but their future home in heaven with Jesus is eternal. They live their life in the light of eternity, and they became missional Christians. And we can learn from them, live our life in the light of eternity with a vision of heaven. So let us live our life for Christ. This is the secret to be a joyful Christian. The gospel is the good news of great joy that will be for all the people, as God has said. Until Jesus and his gospel become the joy of your heart, you are going to struggle to find joy. Jesus' heart beats for all his people scattered in all nations. And the visions of heaven is very clear to us as God has revealed it to us in the book of Revelation that people from every tribe, tongue, and nations will gather to worship him. Being on mission together with Jesus our Lord to bring his gospel to the nations is the greatest joy that you and I can ever have. And being part of other people's journey to eternity with Christ is the most significant love that you can demonstrate as followers of Jesus Christ. So let us live our life with this heavenly vision. This is what truly matters the most. And let us faithfully wait for the second Christmas, the return of our Lord and Savior. Jesus has told us, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. One of the good Christmas songs is, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. This song tells us that the first Christmas, the first coming of Jesus is really expected or wanted by his people. He came to set us free from our sins and by his redeeming work on the cross, we are safe. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us, let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolations, hope of all the earth thou art. 
dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Born to reign in us forever, now thy gracious kingdom bring. By thine own eternal spirit, rule in our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. So Christ has come, and he will come back to bring us home to his glorious kingdom, our new home. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for you. Thank you for your love for, for us. Thank you for sending your son for us and for making peace with us. And Lord Jesus, thank you for sacrificing yourself to die on the cross for the punishment of our sins as our substitute. Help us to live our life for your glory and your gospel. Help us to learn from the shepherds to joyfully bring the gospel to our family and friends and the people around us. Give us guidance in our life. Give us wisdom so that we can live our life as your witnesses. Guide us to be your light in this broken world. Help us to bring the good news of great joy to those who are broken, to those who are hopeless, and to those who need you. And in your name we pray, amen.